everything has an end in the first seconds of the universe after the big bang almost nothing was certain every little change every movement of every particle would shape the future structure of the universe and yet if you were there flying above it all there could be only one thing that you would say for certain and it is that one day this will all end if you were flying over the first human to make a fire or the first to plant a seed the first to make a hammer or a wheel the first to plan a war or to use gold as money you would have said one day this will have an end it's hard for humans to think about the end we like rushing around in the middle enjoying life as it comes when people think too hard about things ending they forget that the end might be far away and this story this story of our universe its inevitable end the inevitable end of everything we know about the stars, the sun, the earth, and the moon. This story of our universe is not a sad story, just as the short span of a human life is not sad. The many millions of things that a human does, just like the many millions of stars in the universe, they tell a story. But let's forget this well-worn analogy for my purpose today is not to talk about the meaning of a human life or of the universe. My purpose is not to describe an end. And for all their faults, human might have the right idea by ignoring that which is inevitable. Instead, let's talk about a beginning. As much as animal lovers all over the world would like to argue that in the end, humans and other living things aren't that different, they are. Humans have a bigger capability, and by that, I mean that they have the ability to do untold evil. No animal would ever be able to do some of the things that humans have been able to do. No animal would systematically and coldly kill their own. Perhaps in passion, yes, or because of their basic evolutionary drive, yes, but never systematically, never as we do. Humans are also different in their capability for compassion. We can be brave enough to help those that we don't even know. This goes far and beyond the basic tenets of evolution and life on Earth. The fact that humans can put aside their pride and concept of self-preservation in order to help those who they have never even seen proves that our differences lie not in the absence of animal-like traits, but in the range of capabilities that we have. I think this means something very important. People throughout history have tried to define human nature. They have said, humans are evil. Humans are blank slates. Humans are fundamentally good. But I don't think it matters. Because if there's one thing that humans have proven, it is that we can break through the chains of our birth. It doesn't matter what our nature is, what evolution demands of us. It doesn't matter. Because we humans 
We forge our own nature, make our own reality. This is why we can do such terrible things. And why perhaps we love those that we don't know. So I say that the world order, all that lies around us, all the evil that we see, it is not human nature to do such things. Or maybe it is. Regardless, it is wrong. And there is no reason that we can't change that completely. So let's consider that start I was talking about. A new world. A world unfettered by the social pressures that lead us to do terrible things. One where humans work for what they believe is important, not what provides them the best future. And you are probably thinking, and rightly so, this guy, so utopian, so naive, the world doesn't work that way. And I'd say to you, you are right. The world has never worked that way before. The world is a place where grain must be sown, cars must be fixed, and roads must be paved. And who will do those things? Someone has to, even if they don't like it. And I would point you to what I said earlier. We humans forge our own nature. In the last hundred years, this has been more true than ever before. We have done things so astronomically more incredible than was ever believed possible. Who would have thought 500 years ago that the world we live in today was possible? Authors like to predict catastrophe. They like to envision a world where our TVs listen to our thoughts, where robots kill our children, where missiles blow up our cities. But that is not the only possibility. What if our technology makes utopia not a word used to describe pointless pursuit of perfection that doesn't exist? What if a perfect humanity were possible and not through dictatorial control of our thoughts? What if we made a world where all humans, no matter who they are, are actually free? Where manual labor is done by our creations? Where the world is upheld by our ingenuity? where every country is not a different land constantly battling their rivals, where learning and creative use of time is the highest goal, where those that do wrong and those that make mistakes are not punished but helped. For our punishments, prison, societal anger, death, they do not prevent more evil. Yes, in our world today, those things are, while perhaps overdone in most places, still necessary. But they do not have to be. In this world, we would live peacefully within our environment. We would be like the gardeners of the life that exists on this planet. You may notice that I'm not explaining every last detail of this world. I'm not saying that this world will never have anything bad happen. And if humans ever thought that they were living in a utopia, the absolute perfect place, then they would be lying. I don't know if there will ever be a world like the one I'm describing. All I want people to understand is that this type of world is possible. That the path humanity and this planet takes is not necessarily evil. It is not one of destruction where all living things live in misery. 
when we protest and argue and fight and revolt and make demands which aren't met, when we cry for justice and righteousness and peace and a decrease in carbon emissions, we are doing it because the world I described is possible. With our quickly growing ability to define what nature is, to define exactly what the world is, we have opened up a door, perhaps not to a utopia, but certainly to something close to it. There is no certainty that this world is possible. Perhaps all the doomsayers will be right in the end. But there is another way. When we fight, we are fighting to walk down the path that I described. We are redefining what humans are as we have done so many times in the past. We are creating a new future. And don't let people tell you, especially in this time of chaos and authoritarianism, that there is no hope. We are on a crossroads. Who knows how long it'll take before our decision is made. But let's stop trying to envision the end. Stop imagining the horrors that lie at the end of the wrong road and make actions. So many useless actions in order to walk so slowly, so carefully, down the right road. This was the first episode of The Swordfish. Thank you for listening. If you liked it, I'd appreciate it if you shared it with the people that you knew. I don't know what type of episodes will be coming out in the future. All I do know is that in the world that we live in today, our best weapon is optimism and looking to the future, to the world that we're fighting for. So I hope that some of you take my words to heart.